14-year-old Max Cooper is a talented young artist whose biggest dream is to attend a prestigious art academy and concentrate on his fantasy artwork. But his father is fiercely against this, demanding that Max focus on the real world. On their annual family vacation at a resort in northern Minnesota, in defiance of his father, Max draws a portrait of a local legend, the monster known as Anini Makwa, who magically comes alive. As friends and other resort guests keep disappearing, Max must find a way to reverse what he's done. Simon Hargraves is a writer living and running a resort in northern Minnesota. He's the author of Maxwell Cooper and the Legend of Anini Makwa. Simon joins us now. Simon, according to your website and the story, you write supernatural suspense for kids. What interests you about these genres? For me, growing up, my go-to bread and butter for books was fantasy. So any kind of fantastical element is sort of near and dear to my heart in that sense. I think for young people especially, there's a need and a desire for what... uh, David Farland, who's a, an acclaimed fantasy writer, calls uh, the wonder genre, right? We're looking for things that are just going to explode your mind and broaden that those horizons that you couldn't get just in the everyday world. And I think that is usually what draws me to sort of those fantastical elements. And we call it supernatural suspense because it is sort of horror adjacent, right? It's not exactly horror because there's not a lot of blood and guts. And I mean, there is a monster in it, but it's more suspense in that it is about someone trying to stop something that's happening in the present moment. Um, And it just happens to be young people who are doing that. So the fantasy element is is a part of that and the, and the suspense elements a part of that and then the, that little mild grain of, of horror that comes into it really just sort of evolved throughout the the writing of the book it hadn't i hadn't meant for it to be wow let's make it scary but uh, there you go when you have a monster you just sort of inevitably do sometimes yeah let's let's talk a little bit more about this book that we are uh kind of explaining here it is called Maxwell Cooper and the Legend of the Inini Makwa. And there are so many of these thrilling elements that you were just talking about. Um, there are so many of these elements in this story. We've got a talented, a very talented young artist in our main character, Maxwell Cooper. There's family tension. They're at a beautiful resort in Minnesota. There are hints at first love. There are terrifying disappearances. And this all seems to be tied to the legend of the Inini Makwa. How did you come up with all of these elements and and this story? The core of the story originated with this notion that I was reading at the time. Um, as an, any kind of writer, author, you want to try to do the best you can. So you're constantly reading. How do I do that? And at the time, I was reading this book about figuring out who your audience is, right? We always talk about, well, who is your audience? Like that really matters, right? I want everybody to be my audience, but that's not really feasible. And this particular piece of advice was just pick one person, write it for one person. And if that person loves it or, you know, whoever it is, then they, they will, you know, word of mouth, carry it on and it'll, or people will enjoy it. I was like, okay, well, what one person can I, can I choose so I happened to manage a northern Minnesota resort for my day job. 
and one of the guests that we have staying there uh he i think at the time he was a nine-year-old who was i don't know if he was interested in in sort of the horror suspense elements but he was interested in becoming a writer um specifically for video games i thought well let me let me pick this kid who spends all this time in the lodge and we sort of just sit and chat uh, all week long while while his family is here vacationing so i'll pick this kid and i'll write this book for this kid um so that sort of started the the notion and i don't know maybe two weeks later a completely different group of, of family members uh were here and I, I overheard a conversation in the lodge between a father and a son where dad was basically saying no you are not going to go into that career path you're doing this other thing what you want to do is stupid and ridiculous and and whatever so you go do these other things instead and, and i thought well man you I mean, I get that you want your kid to be successful and you don't want him to make mistakes, but you still got to let your kid be a person and follow sort of a path, even if it's a mistake. You got to let them follow the path that they want to follow. And that conversation was sort of the the impetus for the the relationship between Max and his father in in the book. And from there, you sort of go, okay, well, I need, you can't just have a, family drama that's not going to be very interesting for for kids to read you want some action so what can i use to represent basically all of max's pent-up feelings about his dad and wanting to go to this he wants to go to this prestigious art school but dad's like no you're not art is dumb right like that kind of <laughs> thing it's ridiculous um and, uh, well i need a, i need a some kind of external element that can represent all of all of those pent up emotions. And I, well, if Max is an artist and I have this monster that represents all of that, he can maybe he can draw that monster to life and have a, a real life sort of physical conflict that sort of mirrors the emotional conflict he has with his dad. And there you go. A book was born. This is what we're reading on KAXE KBXE. We're talking with writer Simon Hargraves. His most recent book is Maxwell Cooper and the Legend of Anini Makwa. Simon, what more can you tell us about, about Max Cooper, our main character? So Max is 14. He is a prodigious artist, right? I mean, he's he's portrayed in the book as being able to draw pencil drawings that look like black and white photographs, that you, like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Um, and I, I wanted to give him that sort of high level of ability, high level of skill to be, you know, because you want to like have a, a character who really is super competent in a thing, even though throughout the rest of the book, a lot of the decisions he makes are not very competent. And, and that's sort of the point. So he's he's a, a, an amazing artist. He is trying to get to this boarding school for artists, for artists like children. Think of it like a you know, a Hogwarts, but for artists, right? But he's also 14. And and as a 14-year-old boy, I remember massive, massive hormone shifts that made you angry and made you, you know, sort of resentful. And you're really trying to burst free of those. The It's not necessarily um, helicopter parenting that you have there but just any kind of freedom you're just looking for that that just just one little toehold of freedom in there and i don't think that he consciously knows that that's what he's looking for but subconsciously it is there 
And that is that plays a big part in the conflict that he has with his dad uh, throughout the book, actually, is just that that desire to be his own person, but not really knowing what that means or how to do that. Because he's drawn a monster that comes to life, uh, which is the impetus of the, the entire book. Um, nobody believes him. So having to go through that struggle on top of everything else is a little bit of a challenge for him. And of course, there's a, a character arc for him that goes through a, an entire uh, from from that naivete. Uh, I, I want this freedom, but I don't understand what that means or how to get it to a I need to take responsibility for my actions. And that includes taking the responsibility of I created this mess in the first place and having to find a way to resolve it. So this book was published in 2021, right? Right. I see that it did get a nomination you were a finalist for the Minnesota Book Award. Yeah. Book. Can you yeah. talk about like what, um, what has has that helped? Has that helped get word out about your your book? Yeah, I think it's it the the nomination for the book award, especially when it happened, was a big push. Um, the bookstores that that uh, work with the book awards definitely purchased a lot of books up front because they assumed that any of the finalists would be fairly decent sellers for those people who like to support local uh, local authors, local artists. Um, and, I, and I think that particular month I did fairly well. But again, just like any kind of, of entertainment, there's so much volume that it very quickly drops off and and you you know you get that nice little bump that one month and then it comes back down to sort of very little again which is fine i mean that's just the nature of the world we live in it's always nice to have that little sticker on the book right any any time that is there there's a little bit of clout i suppose behind behind the book to be able to say look this you know it's the same reason that actors are you know they're no longer introduced as Emma Stone, they're introduced as Academy Award nominated <laughs> Emma Stone, right? Because you, oh, right, that's, she's obviously very good. <laughs> and whether or not that's true in this scenario, I don't know if I'm really good or not. But that it is always a nice thing to have that little sticker on there and and, and help promote some of the sales. You know, it's not about sales; it's really about just getting eyes on the book. But they sort of go hand in hand in that in that respect. So that's writer Simon Hargraves. His latest book is Maxwell Cooper and the Legend of Anini Makwa, and this story is now a series as Simon is working on book two, and he's got some stories lined up for more books in the series. It's what we're reading. I'm Tammy Bobrowski.